I'm Nelly Sapon, and this is Two Southern Corners. In every episode, you listen to short stories written by my friend, Eleni Noah, and I. Each story is spiced with flavor from our Latina and African roots. You can also read them on twosoutherncorners.com. That is, twosoutherncorners.com. Listen now to one of our short, long-lasting stories. Evaness, written by Nelly Sapon. What's your name? The man lying next to me asked. Solo, I answered, sniffing and wiping the tears which had dried from my face. I don't know why I wiped my face. He couldn't even see me. We were lying so close to each other that it was impossible to turn our heads. It was pitch dark, except for the stars, which were twinkling brighter than I had ever seen. To be honest, I hoped he wouldn't ask me another question. I was not ready for curtsies. Under normal circumstances, I'd ask him the same question to build a rapport, but this was anything but normal. The possibility that I would meet this man after we got to our final destination was very low, so why waste time? But he didn't seem to think the same. Are you scared? I barely heard him this time, but I assumed that's what he had asked, because as he lay by me, I could feel him shaking. He moved his right hand to keep his left one still. I am, I admitted. I was scared to death. I was so scared I didn't feel like talking. I just wanted to be silent. But the sound of the splashing water, the waves from afar, and the screams of the seagulls were becoming deafening, and this straightforward answer conversation was becoming a pleasant distraction. I didn't think would be so many people, and this time, it was more him thinking out loud than asking a question, but I responded anyway. Neither did I. Black Mamba had told me there would be only 250 people, but I arrived to meet over 500 people. When I realized how overcrowded it was, I wanted to turn back, but I had come so far, invested so much, lost so much, borrowed so much, that it would be insane to go back. There was no turning back now. Where are you from? The man lying next to the man I'd been talking with asked. Senegal. I am Diallo, by the way. The man I'd been talking with earlier answered. I am Hakim. From Syria, the other man said. They were both quiet. I could tell they were waiting for my response. Nigeria. I answered. I started wondering where everyone else was from and what their stories were. One thing I knew for sure was that we were all bonded by the prospect of a better life. My little brother Martin's face kept on haunting me. I promise I'll come back for you, I assured him. Solomon, is this even worth it? What if you don't make it? We can manage what we have. I know it's not much, but things will get better.
I looked at him as he tried to convince me. They had been trying to change my mind since I told him of my plan. I knew there was some truth to what he said, but his argument was not convincing. When? Huh? When will things get better? Martin remained silent as I asked. Exactly my point. There's no assurance that things will improve, I said. We had been hawking since we left our village to the big city. We were barely making ends meet. Sometimes, we went days without eating. It was not getting any better. My friend, Obi, had told me of how his cousin in Europe was making 12 euros per hour from cleaning public toilets. 12 euros. That was more than I made in a month and a half. I remembered Obi's cousin very well, and I knew for sure I was stronger and could work way more hours than him. Things wouldn't get better. I had to make them better. Hey, did someone just pee? My trousers are getting wet, Diallo asked. A woman at the far end screamed, It's leaking! There's a puncture! I was not surprised. Eventually, the dinghy would have had a puncture. I highly doubt it was made to carry this amount of people. Don't worry. The same thing happened the last time, but we arrived safely, Black Mamba answered. He was a known smuggler. The story circulating was that he had gone to Italy and been deported several times. This was his job to convey people from Tripoli to Italy. Who was I not to believe him? His answer seemed to calm people down. But for some strange reason, I felt there was fear hidden behind his macho voice. I could sense this was not something he had encountered in his previous travels. People had started getting seasick. I was thirsty. The irony of being surrounded by water, but being dehydrated, was not lost on me. The water was filling the dinghy. We had been warned not to bring extra bags or clothes, but some people had not got the memo. If you have any luggage, throw it out, Black Mamba shouted. I could hear the splashing of water as people dumped their luggage into the ocean. There was a vacuum created by the space where the luggage was. It was quickly replaced with more water. I needed a distraction. Diallo had not spoken in a while. Diallo? Diallo, I called. He wasn't responding. Diallo, Diallo, Diallo. Hakim also called with a shaky voice. There was still no response. He didn't budge when I tried to push him with my elbow. I think he's dead, Hakim said. I couldn't scream. I was numb. The joyful and excited voice I had got accustomed to a few minutes ago was gone. Just like that. Don't! Don't! You can't swim! Someone screamed. Then I heard a splash of water. Someone had jumped into the sea. Other people seemed to join in, filling the Mediterranean Sea with corpses. Now, a group of people were crying, others were screaming, others were praying, others were just 
silent. The group I fell in was the latter. I saw the evanescence of life right before my eyes as I sat up to see corpses lying in the sea. I saw people struggling to stay alive as water filled their lungs. These were mothers, fathers, uncles, aunties, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands, and children. At the beginning of the trip, people were filled with the hope of success and a brighter future. That hope was no more. Their families will probably think they forgot about them, not knowing they got lost at sea. There will be no burials for them. Memories of them will fade. They will be collectively referred to as illegal migrants. Their identities lost. This was going to be my fate in a few minutes. A corpse. And a snack for the sharks. I could picture the news headlines reading, Another migrant ship overturns in the Mediterranean Sea just off the coast of Libya. I could imagine what people would say. How stupid can these people be? Do they not see the dangers of this trip? Others would also say, Good riddance. There would just be a burden on us, the taxpayers, if they had arrived. And others would say, What a waste of human resources. I just hope someone remembers we were just human beings in search of better lives. Did you like what you just listened to? Then subscribe to our newsletter on 2southerncorners.com to be the first one to receive a new story every week. Don't forget to share this with your friends. We'd also love to hear from you. Send us a message on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us there as Nelisapong37 and Eleni.Noah. And last but not least, please consider supporting us so we can continue delivering these short stories to you here and on our website. You can do this with a monthly or a one-time contribution at buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. That is buymeacoffee.com slash forward southern corners. See you next time. <laughs>